I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk. Where I'm your co-host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes. Guess what? No, not at all. Our last day of school was Friday. We are done for the summer in my district. We got our two planning days on Monday and Tuesday, but that is it. We are done. We made it through a pandemic. Yeah, I want people to know that you made it through a pandemic. You literally seen everything. Made it through a pandemic. And your child does that. Nah, that just clicked in my head. That's what Chase trying to get it from. <laughs> yep. Shailen, be going on a trip. We're going on a trip. Going on a trip. Going on a trip. Hey, 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 going hey. Going on a trip. And my favorite <laughs> What else you got? Mm, that's it right now because uh, though you are closing um, for the summer, we are wide open. Um, so summer school will be starting at my school soon. Uh, if if not, has already started. Are y'all all um, y'all classes face to face? How y'all doing that? Yeah. So that's one thing I want to say is that now that the CDC just threw out that monkey wrench, talking about you can take your mask off and you got the vaccine, as if people are walking around with a scarlet letter on their forehead that says right. "V for vaccine." Or just being honest. Yes, I was like, oh. so um, as as long as it took. Uh, institutions to figure out how to uh, stay in person with the COVID uh, vaccine not available and masks and social distancing in the blink of an eye they said forget all that we wide open so we are preparing for things to be exactly like they were prior to COVID no mask no social distancing um, it's just, it is what it is. So it's kind of nerve wracking in that, you know, everybody has not been vaccinated. So, um, my pro- my thought process right now is because our center is super quiet and it's just us that are around there and all of my staff and everybody, you know, around us, we've all been vaccinated. Like we feel like, Oh, well, at least for the summer, we'll get to not wear masks. But, um, when we get back, it's going to be like, mm-mm. If for the first, I'm just hesitant as far as just being too, like, wide open when we first get back. Because I, I just feel something about it tells me, like, which we've seen with other countries where you get lax and then it increases all of a sudden. And I just don't want to be in that number. Um, I, I, I definitely get it. But my, my perspective is a little bit different because I feel like. Um, I'm vaccinated, so I'm going to do it and have my business do what I got to do. Now, that's that's not to say um, I'm just going to be careless, per se. Right, right, um, right. But at, at the end of the day, if, if you chose not to get the vaccine, then that's on you. If if, if somebody, you know, that does have the vaccine gets COVID, because that's, that's the other misconception. Some people think if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. That's not what the vaccine means. The vaccine simply means you your your symptoms or your side effects won't be as drastic as not having the vaccine. So if you one of the ones that didn't get the vaccine and you're around somebody with COVID, then you still have the potential of having deadly symptoms or deadly uh, deadly <laughs> side effects from getting uh, COVID nineteen. So yeah. my thing is to each his own. You know, if you oh, don't yeah. want to don't want to go out, don't go out. If you want to put a mask on, put a mask on. But I know one thing. I am vaccinated mm-hmm. and if we got to give them every six months i will be on board to do that but that's just me 
Yeah, I just think it's wise to be a little cautious when we come back. Like, don't throw caution to the wind. Oh, yeah, yeah. what I'm saying? Like, everybody, which we know, because working in the education system, we know the students are going to go, whoo, great, that's over. And then as adults, you kind of, kind of, all right, how am I navigate? Adults, too. I mean, just this weekend alone, it's it's like Facebook events went ham. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, I jumped on for a second. I saw events all over the CSRA. Mm -hmm. And there were were no, you know, restrictions on on social distancing, masks, and all that kind of stuff. But like I say, to each his own. Do what you want to do. Because I ain't going to lie. I went to an, an event Friday. It, it is what it is, but it, it wasn't that. You just deep telling on yourself like you out here raw dogging air. Oh, I went to raw dogging, raw dogging. That's raw exactly what it sounds like you saying. I just, you know, uh, I'm a prayer about it. Hope I don't, you know, hope I don't have to catch these 18 years. That's what, that's what guys. That's what it sounds like. Raw dogging. Um, but but again, we're talking about caution. We are at an right. outdoor event. I'm not around anybody. Mm-hmm. Totally social, like right, right, still right. social distance, regardless. Absolutely. I'm talking about when it comes down to I am over campus wide activities. And I know prior to COVID, we can pack 200 students in the ballroom tight and everybody just dancing and doing whatever. And the expectation is going to be that those type of events will come back. Yeah. So as as an adult, I'm just for the first couple, <laughs> I'm going just, to hmm. just let up a little bit. Not, yeah. not max out on go right back to what we were doing yeah, it's like, hey, 2019. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and I'm also saying that because I've seen a lot of people be traumatized by COVID, like you lost your mom, yeah, you lost yeah, three yeah, and yeah. four family members. Like yeah. I, we know of a family that lost like four family members to it. So I can totally understand the trauma of that. And you're like, wait, I know y'all said X, Y, and Z, but mm-hmm. just give me a minute. I ease back into it. So that's all it is. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into this topic because um, COVID ain't gonna, yeah. we ain't gonna keep talking about her like she um popping. <laughs> so this episode is called Parents Just Don't Understand, and we're going to be kind of going into some parent parenting tactics things that we talked about and just to take a right moment this is the importance of reflection in parenting this all came up because um a few days ago or yeah a few days ago you and i were having a discussion of certain practices that our parents had that we know our friends parents may have had as well that we are now as adults going why were we doing that or why are we not doing that? oh yeah or why were we not doing that like what was the big deal and saying to ourselves like yeah we we're not gonna do that with Shaylin because that wasn't really that big of a deal type thing um I'm not sure if this is prevalent for any other families but um I know in a black family especially in a black Christian family there are certain practices that get passed down that by the time you know, three, three, four generations down. Yeah, and everybody like forgot what the reason was. Yeah, what? Like Cardi B, what was the reason? Mm. That's what I feel like. That's exactly what I feel like. Um, so we said let's talk about this thing. Let's really have a conversation because I'm also recognizing that that toxic parent episode was huge. It was popular. Everybody, um, I believe can recognize that some of the parenting that you were accustomed to has now caused some trauma for you and that you don't want to pass that same trauma down to your own child but it's going to take you reflecting and understanding what it was that the parent your parent may have done that you want to either keep or change that kind of idea and it's the the thing about it i just want to say off the rip for anybody as as we talk to this there is no manual Mm -hmm. there is no book there is no guidance 
there is nothing. I mean, there are books and things, but once you get into it, it's just all right. The book said this, but it, my real life ain't going like it that. It ain't going like that. If you talk to Johnny and hold his hand, uh, Johnny, he's going ham. This, yeah. this is not working, okay? So we're not saying this as a uh, as a um, judgment, but as a okay, I certain things you're going to understand. You're going to know your grandma did it. That's why your mama does it, but does that mean you have to do it? Right. Right. So, first thing is this. How can you use reflection in parenting? First thing is um, you got to stop and think about the way you were raised. Like, just, What was it like when you were growing up? Yes. And you know, one of the things I do, I think about what were things that truly annoyed me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. What were the things where I was looking at my parents like, why? And I did not get an explanation. Uh, and let me start right there. That that's very important. The explanation. Um, it may have been a okay with me not doing this or doing this growing up, but later on you realize, I but I didn't get an explanation for it, and that's the part that really throws you into a loop. I don't even know why. It may have made sense at the time, and it may make sense to me now, but because I never got the why. I am completely lost and confused. You know what? Can I use the example that you gave last night? No. Sunday? I can't use the Sunday example. Okay. I just want to ask you, did you ever, okay, your one of your examples of something that in your household was like, uh-uh, don't do this. Because I think this is this is common. Really oh, super yeah. Common. It's a common one. Yeah, especially in, like I say, Christian household is to um, certain things based, certain things you couldn't do based on the days of the week. Mm-hmm. So you guys... We're not a we're accustomed to you don't do any work on no the, work on, on Sunday. Sunday. No, and I'm talking about not just you know yard work or working on the car or you know whatever. I'm talking about little stuff like you you we couldn't <laughs> iron our clothes on Sundays. You better iron them the Saturday night before. Mm-hmm. You couldn't wash clothes on Sunday. You better mm-hmm. have if you need some Monday morning. You better wake up early Monday morning or or think in advance on Saturday. No cooking on Sunday. You wait, wait, go- wait. It just clicked in my head. I didn't even... I, boy, I've been with you almost 20 years, and I didn't think about... That means your clothes and everything for Monday... You need to be, be ready on Saturday, Saturday, or you wake up early Monday morning. I forgot. But again, <laughs> again, I just... I, I I know the whole, you know, uh, not working on, on the Sabbath and keeping a whole lot. I get all that. But in today's time, I don't think it was necessarily that drastic. Mm, I don't think in any time it was that drastic. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know how it's like, it's just something that got passed down. Some one, oh, let's use Kev on stage, for example. Kev on stage said that his grandma and parents, too, would not allow them to go to the movies. They were not allowed to go to the movies, as in, like, that is a sin to go to the movies. He said, once he became a grown, whole man, he asked, why were we not allowed to go to the movies? Like, what was the big deal? was? The pastor's son got caught having sex in the movie wow 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 so there was no scripture no basis to any of this other than he got caught doing that so therefore it must be some demons in the movie theater so none of nobody's kid is allowed to go to the movie theater Mm, 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 mm. and you're like wait i need that's not a good that's that's, that's one for you now (laughs) yeah right right and so like now you know he takes his kids to the movies and they go all the time he's like now i'm realizing there was nothing to that. That wasn't a realistic reason why. And so I think in the case like of the, of the Sunday, you know, it's church-wise, it just got passed down like you don't do stuff on Sundays. But, but and, and let me add this. It's funny. We couldn't work on Sundays, but if we were going out to eat, we ain't had no problem putting the people to work 
that was giving us our food. <laughs> listen, I just I, listen now because it don't make sense. Uh, when you get older, you realize like, wait, they were working, and if they weren't working, we weren't eating. So, were you somebody uh, had to work? You were passively a part of the work on Sunday, right? You encourage right, somebody right. else to work. So they we we not gonna do it, but I mean, well, they can do it, and it, it was helping us. So yeah, let them go ahead and work. And if an emergency happened, and y'all just had to do like. Can't call the ambulance. No, 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 and land on the other stair. It was about a three or four foot gap. Boy, I missed that other side. <laughs> scraped up my leg. I probably still got the scar, but I sure tore my pants. And I wore them pants for the rest of the day because my crazy self did it before Sunday school, I think. I was about coming into church. I said, let me try to jump over this little space right here. Tore my pants up, boy. I had to wear them pants. And I think we went to another church that day. Hole still in the ooh, pants. Ooh, come on with the going to 18 services in a day. Wherever the pastor go, we got to go. And the choir singing. And so all we can go do is go pick up a double cheeseburger from McDonald's yes, and come right yes, back to yes, the school. Yes. We went, come back we to the church, yep. eat it in the parking lot, and yep. then get on the bus and go with the pastor or follow in the car line. We went to Windows of Burger King, one of the two places, and that thing be jam-packed with our church members. With the church members. So we know we got to go to another church in about 30 minutes. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, now, socially, that was some good times because you get for to play the kids, with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. But I look at my parents now like, y'all, was why are we... What are we doing? Yeah. And why these churches be having multiple services? What? what yeah. Now, one of the good things I, I do appreciate about my family growing up was um, not allowing each other to eat. And again, in the black household, and definitely mine, um, not allowing each other to eat without each other on for Sunday dinner. Now, dinners during the week, lunch during the week, eating during the week, whatever, snacking, yada, yada. But on Sundays, um, I, my mom and dad kind of made it imperative to eat together Sunday dinner, whether we eating out, whether we eating at home, whether you go somewhere or come back home, whatever. It was very, very important for us to at least mm-hmm. eat Sunday dinner together. So that's, that's something I do remember doing. Didn't really question it because I actually appreciate it. I don't know why, you know, it was a thing, but... But again, <laughs> but again, that would be another another time of going, like, why? And, you know, that that was the time for y'all to come together. That was one time everybody, nobody was working, nobody was in school. So it makes, you know, that's something that you would say as we reflect on parents and you say, okay, I, I may want to keep something like that. Yours right. may not be Sunday, though. You may, as a parent, be like, you know what, Wednesday's the day I want in my mm-hmm. house. Like, Friday, Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, right. That I want everybody, hey, we're going to sit down and eat together, da, 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 da. But asking why. And, I, and the other thing, too, come on in here, people, because I know you're going to agree to this. And I really believe this has strong ties to Christianity. Just be honest that you are not allowed to ask why. Cause they tell you in the church, like don't question God. And it's like, well, where is that in the Bible that I can't ask why? And then your parents turn into don't question me. Just do it. I'm going to do it. But in the back of my mind, I'm still asking why. Yeah. Cause I just want to know why. Like it's just, it's and when just, I get bold enough, I'm going to ask it out loud. Yeah. And, and I, I would say, um, that, I have been able to recognize that the idea to not question authority um, continued into my adult life and that that's what I don't want my child to do. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not this not to say that you just go around popping your gums as as older people say to everybody, but that you just go, okay, so why? It, it, I think about it even in, in at work on the job, right? Mm-hmm. If they come to you and say, hey, we're gonna switch and teach. Uh, uh, geometry to the seniors next year instead of doing such and such. If you just go, oh, okay, but in your mind you want to know why so mm-hmm. that you can get a better understanding of what's wrong with that. And you know, and we had a, a conversation about that a few years ago when one of our former students came back from college and he was talking about how he was getting into it with his parents now because he did start to ask why are we doing this or why are we doing that or just asking why, period. Um, and And Ever since we had that conversation, because that was about, what, five or six years ago? That has always stuck with me, and especially in, in raising Shaylin. Um, If she asks why, sometimes I do want to say because I said so, but then it's like, wait, wait. She's just being inquisitive, and she genuinely wants to know why. It's, it's no other thought that's going into it, and and sometimes it is better just to, just to give a why. Yeah, and, and, and now I recognize in the heat of things, I can't tell you why right now. I just need you to do it. Right. And afterwards, yeah, yeah. I yeah. make a conscious effort to go back and say, listen, let me explain. Yeah. This is this is what I meant by that. And this is why we had to do that. And she goes, oh, okay. I don't see a problem with it. And then, and my thing is, as, as the parent, um, don't feel like uh, you being lesser than because you are giving a child a, a why. It's, it's just conversation. It's empowerment. You are empowering your child to understand why they are doing things. Right. You think about it in the classroom. We we literally go through the understanding of of um, math. Like, why do we do it like this? Yeah, and what helps you? Yeah. So it's, it's in the, the classroom, same thing. you can say, why are you doing X, Y, and Z, but you can't do it at home. Yeah, that's what you... And see, that's... The, and so let's go into that. We already are saying that, um, which was the second point, was to actually use the reflection in your parenting. But I think people really got to dig deep into how these... Um, ineffective parental norms causes you trauma when you get older okay so when your parent is not explaining to you what's appropriate and inappropriate and why i'm kind of you know i just want you to get older so you can um you can make better decisions because at this age you may not understand you know those kind of things and i don't want to put you in a bad situation like once you start explaining that to your kids it makes sense Mm. but when you know when you grow up with either somebody got you basically like handcuffed in the house and you can't do this and you can't watch this and you can't listen to this. Hello, we know what happens once you release me to the wild. I'm going to go. I'm jumping out there full speed. I'm doing all of it at the same time. I'm getting involved all that. We doing all the activities. Let's let's go ahead and smoke, drink, listen to some music. And it be simple stuff that because you have restricted it and not explained it, that that's the problem. I remember when somebody said, um, was surprised that I told them, I said, I, I, if somebody says a bad word, quote unquote, a cuss word, let's not say a bad, let's say a cuss word, and Shaylin is around, she may, may have heard on TV or on the radio, because be clear that those words come out a lot more prevalent now than when we were younger. Mm-hmm. There were certain things that couldn't even air, like you was only going to hear it on HBO if your parents had HBO after 11, but now we can hear it in the middle of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I say to her, that's a cuss word. And she said, well, can kids say that word? No, it's not appropriate for kids to say that word. Mm-hmm. That's why the, you know, the person is older and that may be the way they speak, but it's not appropriate to hear a little kid say that word. So she goes, okay. But when you literally make it like a cover the kids ears and run away and hide. Mm-hmm. So when you get older, you like, oh God, you create this fear about all of the things of the world because you've made it seem so um, dangerous. Yeah. And it's not dangerous. It's just, you know. Inappropriate. 
Yeah, it's just hey, you know, no, nah, I don't really want to do and that. And again, all it takes is a conversation. Mm. We can have a conversation with, with our friends and coworkers and this, that, and the third, but you don't want to have a conversation with your child. <clears throat> but that's a lot of times that that's the most important conversation you can have in a day. Well, aside from talking to God, our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, let Lord. me add that in there. Oh, <laughs> um, but after after that, uh, one of the most important conversations you can have is with your child. The mm-hmm. do's and the don'ts, the birds and the bees, uh, wh- whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about. So let let me ask you this then: What is what prevents parents from having the conversation? <laughs> that's a that's, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I think one is that you could be tired. I get it. I get it. We just, I can't. I yeah, can't. that can definitely I cannot. Be it. I just want you to sit down and be quiet. Please. <laughs> I can get that. But it's something. I look at others where I'm like, what prevents you? Think about what prevents you from having a conversation. Oh, come on. Dig with it. Come on, Lord. Send it to me. I also think that the lack of reflection will make it harder for you to see what you're doing to your child because you you deem it as correct and normal yeah so what is the problem i don't see the problem if i was raised like this i turned out all right i think it's fine that you you didn't take the time out to see that this is a problem so therefore i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing there is no conversation there's no conversation to be had because and to say that i turned out all right uh that's a um opinion number one because your your all right may not be anywhere near what my all right is mm-hmm. um i mean we can think of other uh uh families or whatever mm-hmm. where in their eyes they are all right but in my eyes i'm looking like you are far from what all right is should be could be Ooh. possibly any of that so <clears throat> that that's one part and then the other thing is is it's easier, like you say, you you you're just tired. It's easier to just all right, go sit down because I said so. Don't ask, just do it. It's easy to do that. That's true. It is so easy to do that. But again, gotta reflect on yourself first. Think about what you know, what you like, didn't like about growing up and stuff like that, and then what you want, how you want to, you know, communicate with your own child. Mm-hmm. Think about some of the the traumas that you went through. And and I, I trauma may be a strong word, but we using it. But just think about some of the discomforts you went through mm-hmm. with growing up. Mm-hmm. Discomfort when when your parents talked to you a certain kind of way, or when they told you to do something, and you like, bro, I, I was just over here, and now you want to say this, and yeah, whatever. Just just have think about those moments. Two things, I absolutely because I think we, you and I, kind of grew up together, basically. Uh, I ain't know you growing up. <sighs> Lord help me. You said we grew together. I didn't know you. I just met you when we was in I was in tenth grade. Oh, okay. So you what you're saying is when Shayla in tenth grade, she grown. Exactly. So whatever. Like I was saying, as we grew up together, that I can remember instances we both had where uh, you know, some type of discipline was set by our parents and we went <laughs> to this day we still like, now what you do that for? I have no purpose. Yeah, what? what? Because you didn't they never said nothing. It was just a Oh, I just walked in and, you know, said, turn TV off or you can't do this. And it's like, for what part of what I did is the reason why this is happening. That's that's the first part. Second part is this. Um, when you even said discomfort, I think that there are some people that they don't even know that that's what that is rooted in. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you don't know that. Oh, let me think. Let me give a good example. 
you don't know that your feelings of abandonment of like ain't nobody got my bag i have to do it on my own i gotta get out here and grind and do the way i, I need to do it. it yeah and my child gotta learn the same way they gotta learn it the hard way like ain't nobody gonna be here for you you just gotta do such and such it's a part of like what was done to you by your parents mm-hmm. so now is that the way you want to live and is that how you want your child to think mm-hmm. because how can you say ain't nobody gonna help you ain't gonna do nobody gonna do anything for you but then try to instill in your child that i'm here to help you mm-hmm. But I still want you to feel like ain't nobody going <laughs> like they ain't gonna be confused. So if people helping me or not, what are we doing? Which, what are we doing, Father? <laughs> which I kind of think takes us to our third point of, you know, like you said, you got out the mud, yeah. But do you want your child to get it that way? Mm. And now this goes into you know your legacy. What do you want? Can I say this real quick about that get it out the mud thing too? It sounds cool. I hate <laughs> that the get it out the mud concept. Is only is is cl- only viewed in poverty. You can you can very much so get it out the mud because you got through school. You get it out the mud because you were out here doing 15, 20 interviews to get a job that you started off in a one bedroom apartment with your three kids and now you well, I ain't gonna say that because it's a poverty, that's a poverty thing. But that the get it out the mud can be whatever your challenge is that you just was like, I'm gonna grind it out and do what I got to do. But it don't have to be that that's because I, I sold uh, eight pounds of crack and then now I ain't got to sell that no more because me and my kids are all right. It ain't got to be that. I hate when I see that. And I'm like, why do y'all and, always and tag that to like a poverty Right, because even when I think about teaching, like if, if you become, let's let's just say your role to being a superintendent was, you know, I struggled my first five years of teaching, mm-hmm. but the next five I was on it. The next two I won these awards and got this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. The next year, I was promoted to department chair, and this is after 15 years of teaching, and then I became an assistant principal, and principal, mm-hmm. yeah, my role to being a superintendent was, I got out the mud, because if mm-hmm. you saw me on my first two or three years of teaching, I was horrible. horrible. So that's another, you know, uh, thought process of getting out in the mud. So you you are absolutely right. It, it does getting not out necessarily the mud means to... it's a challenge. I had yeah, to, yeah, I had to yeah. work that's hard. It. That's it. I it had was to work challenge. hard. It I tell it about it in a heartbeat. Like, and, don't play me. Like, I ain't sit up high and work. Like, I ain't get up at 6 o'clock in the morning every Saturday trying to do school work and right. still have a husband and a wife and a full-time job and still doing up and down and, and all these other things. Honey, that's mud right there. And getting out of the mud does not necessarily mean you did it all on your own. Come on. You were solo dolo through the whole process. No, I, I definitely got some help, but it was, I had to get some repeated help from, <laughs> from several people to get mm-hmm. an understanding of what I was trying to do. So... Yeah, let yeah. We just I just, just throw just, that out. There. Just reflect on what you what you mean when you say, say get, get out, out the mud. The mud. Okay. But now let's go to the next part. That third point. So that third point do. was leaving a legacy for your child. And there's two things that I've seen and heard people say recently that I've been like, wait, I need you to put it all together though, because your child is not going. Your child should have something that you left them with that is um, both tangible and both um, uh, impactful mentally and emotionally right so the idea and i'm I'm getting this i'm gonna go ahead and say this and if this person hit this don't don't text me that i said this out loud i ain't call your name all right <laughs> but i was saying something about i mean you can go off in the future and buy you know four or five houses and so the person said well, what i need four or five houses for i said well two can go to your child and then he could rent them out and he making money he don't need no houses I just said that that was a way for your child to make money, though. <laughs> I need you to think about it like that. Not like, 
you just in there just run like this is not living lavishly mm-hmm. that's not what i'm saying i'm saying will you leave something for your child to where they are financially secure um to where that same idea of right now if they come home and say i need lunch money and they know that you got them that when you leave this earth you still left something for them that they know that you got them that you right. thought of them even beyond your years on this earth right that what doesn't what is not left to them is debt what is not left to them is a lack of financial awareness, like those kind of things. And I think on the other end, when you're giving your love and support and your time and your guidance, like you got to put both of those together. So my memories will be of good times that you had my back, that you talked to me, um, that you made sure everything was right. You disciplined me. And I understand that now that I had to go through some discipline. But also when it's all said and done and you six feet under that, I am also financially at peace. Mm hmm. Because that is the legacy that you want to leave. And I don't think we talk about that enough in terms of um, our community and especially in watching in watching our students now go through the 20s to 30 range because they're about to, some of them about to hit this 30s. And for us to see them think that they are making steps and then we know as as adults, like, that's not the move, though. Right. You're it sounds good right now. It yes. sounds good right now because you're 21, 22 years old. But, but it ain't going to last. I it's promise not, it ain't going to last. It's not. And to know that their parents are uh, gaslighting these things, oh, no, 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 no. I just had a, uh experience where somebody said, you know, they had just bought their first house. Well, come to find out. Um, oh, my Jesus. I ain't going to say what they end up buying, which they didn't buy. But I just want to let you know, you know, when we were having that discussion yesterday? Yes. Well, I got a, another message where they actually didn't get it. And because of some uh, court issues, I will say, and credit score issues, now you are making posts on Facebook saying anybody out there know how, even though I got this on my record and I got this score, I can get such and such. I'm glad you were seeking assistance and asking, but when you made that first step, we knew like, wait, wait, don't do that. Don't wait. Wait, wait. What's going going on? But you can't. You're not a, you know what I'm saying? The parent is in in a situation where they can give that kind of advice right, and yeah. that's the thing that we don't want to see um our uh students or our child or and you know what i'm saying be in that situation right you right, know right. is that that's what it is i i thank god that i have parents and i had grandparents who was like oh no the next one's gonna be straight that's what when y'all say when beyonce say that whole thing about the money and be like her kids 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 or whoever gonna like gonna be fine that's deep my great grand's gonna be fine. That's that mentality you need to have. Like this Absolutely. is why we do this. Absolutely, that's the mentality you need to have. Not just thinking about yourself. Not uh, yeah, do for yourself. But once you get yourself established, now let's start working on the next generation. And if you can do them simultaneously, Lord help you, bless you, all of that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But it, it takes you going and saying and being open and vulnerable to what you actually have and some self free. that's like listen to me listen to me when i tell you i know right now i cannot provide my child with what i want her to have right now today but we on the way right there is a (laughs) game plan baby definitely a plan because let me tell you why though that's because of what my parents put in for the work and for me to be able to see what i can have and i believe when you when you really step back and reflect and realize wait have we ever really upgraded out of this foolishness? Right. Have or have or have I always just been in the foolishness? Mm-hmm. And when you tell yourself and try to 
try to comfort yourself by being like, well, at least we ain't homeless. But baby, that shouldn't be your standard. I'm trying to the standard that, shouldn't be that I ain't homeless. That shouldn't be where you stop. Yeah, like and and, and again, we're not saying living in luxury. Right. We're just saying being in a clean place, mm-hmm. in a in a stable place, in the it ain't the roof ain't leaking. In a you got your own bathroom. I got my own bathroom. Like just nice, neat. Um, the air works, the heat works. I own it. It's mine. Can't nobody come in here and take it from me. Point being, raise your standards. Whatever you, whatever your standards were for your parents, mm-hmm. let's try to raise them for the for the next generation. Or or you raise the whatever your standards are, raise the standards for the generation to come out of you for your kids. Oh, let them know that you know your you your, your standards now. are going to be a little bit higher than what mine are. Mm-hmm. So that when they get have their kids, okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, your standards going to be a little bit high. So every generation is 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 raising the bar. Raising That's the bar. it. Just just raising the bar. Every generation that 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 comes along. You now, uh, let me say this too, as um, because we about to about to uh pass the plate around in a minute. <laughs> the um what you just said about the standards makes me think that needs to be a, another the next episode we gotta we gotta talk about his levels of this as far as being able to understand it what your standard with the parent with your parent standard then what your standard and then what you want your kid's standard to be mm-hmm. um and also to recognize that the standard has different uh facets so i will use academically for example um for my parents to both uh go go through the coursework to get their doctorate, but in the end did not finish their dissertation. And then for me to come behind and finish, Hey, we raised the bar. Yes. Okay. Now, if what my parents um, were doing were running, was running a business and the expectation was um, that I'm gonna have my own business or that I'm gonna join the family business. Okay. So what am I going to do to elevate it? Let's open up another location. Yeah. So yeah. you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Expand. Right, right, right. If, uh, Oh goodness, I, I want to say this too. If the standard is that that your child just finishes high school, like you didn't finish high school, and you just want your child to finish high school, that is fine too. That is that is enough. Like it leveled up, right? Mm-hmm. So that means the next one is gonna be looking at the next kid. Like, hey, you going to college? I, I want you to go get at least two, get a, to get a trade, or, or you, I something. want you to at least do such because this is what I didn't have. So let's up it up again, right? So it can be in different ways. It does right. not have to be. Oh, that means you got to go get a degree. That means you got to open up a business. That, but it depends on what the what the standard is for your family that you're like. I don't want to. And and think about the things that you struggle with that you are like point blank in the period. My child ain't gonna struggle with that. Right. Right, right, Point blank right. in the period. I can guarantee y'all Shayla ain't gonna have no credit problems unless she do it herself. Absolutely. Because we're gonna I, be like, listen. We are learning the hard, hard way. way. And why learn the hard way if we got Google? That's dumb. No, that's right. Right. But anyways. Use even for ourselves. <laughs> I definitely think that'll be a good follow-up episode as we're gonna talk about his levels to this. What is your standard? And and then sometimes realizing your standard is just a little too low. You need to up that up a little bit. Because really and truthfully, that's because you're important. Your name means something. Mm-hmm. You hold weight in mm-hmm. people's lives. So you should know what your standard should be based upon who you are. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk and my podcast. <laughs> uh, so we definitely want y'all to make sure you share, like, subscribe uh, to our podcast. Put it out there for everybody else. Shout out to all the people who have been listening and sending text messages, uh, DMs, uh, sharing the podcast, making posts about the episodes. Y'all are really pushing us to um, hit this 13K mark. We probably already hit it today, to be honest with you. And I'm forever grateful and thankful. We are looking forward to doing some 
other things in the future as Mr. Deuce going this summer break. So, you know, I'm about to have him doing some little work, work at work on the podcast side. My standards ain't ain't on that level. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to do but something. People can't hear you whispering up under your breath saying that. So y'all just know y'all ain't hear nothing that he just said that he just he what he really was saying was like I'm so excited to get these things done and accomplished with my darling wife. I'm on summer vacation. We got <laughs> done with school on Friday. I'm out. <laughs> Literally. Peace. <laughs>